0: I want to welcome all beautiful souls to the new media collective room on Clubhouse, where we broadcast to our podcast billion dollar mind out there on the majors. You'll be able to listen to us now on Apple and Spotify, Amazon, Google, oh my. And I want to thank Phil Better, the podcast Mobile, for being our producer. I'm Tate, I'm in Denver. I'm your facilitator, Guy, for the New Media Collective, and today is a very special, special day um, because Lou Temlett has uh, stepped up and become our lead moderator for this day's uh, podcast and clubhouse room on the topic, Feeling Stuck, Deflate Procrastination. Now, I also wanted to make sure that we got everyone on stage welcomed into the room before we kind of start. So, Lou, I'm just going to give it over to you. Uh, the power is yours, my friend. It's just beautiful to have you here. And uh, thank you for being here. So,
1: microphone over to you, Lou. Thank you so much, Kate. Um, I will give a brief introduction, if I may. Um, I will actually give a brief introduction. Um, I am Lou. I have uh, been in the tech and creative industry for around twenty seven years in the commercial environment um, and been immersed in tech since the age of three uh, when I was taught how to program uh, computers uh, but equally sent to dance school at the age of three. so I have a very unique combination of being a creative tech individual and I'm a career shift coach and I help people um, find their hidden talents uh, so they can confidently leave their job and launch their online business without the tech ache. Now, um, all of these uh, things, I've spent 10 years within uh, uh, Honda specifically and other big corporate organizations really stepping into my power and learning how to be more human Uh, you know in addition to all of my uh, tech skills and experience and it's an absolute joy to be here and we are talking about feeling stuck and uh, you know deflate procrastination and I'd love to have some instructions this evening and just get to know you all a bit more because you know really this this whole environment is about connecting with hearts and understanding Uh, each other's wants and needs within this space. Uh, We're here for around an hour and I would love to hand the mic over to Phil.
2: Sorry, I'm here. I know you're
1: recording (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much, Phil. Um, Phil, as Tata said, is our wonderful podcast host this evening so um
3: phil i'd love to hear more hi everybody i am phil better i'm the self-proclaimed podcast mogul podcast producer extraordinaire where i'm helping tate share the amazing entrepreneurial stories and messages that we have here from people like lou and raj and amazing other people in the room um i just love making podcasting. It's my passion. I run four, six podcasts myself as well as help produce a dozen other podcasts. So that's really what I, I do. I was feeling stuck last year and I took the dive into uh, following my passion and now it's my full-time gig. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much my story.
1: Fabulous. Thank you so much, Phil. We really do appreciate your contribution. And uh, I, for one, will be tapping into your knowledge because I'm uh, uh, launching my podcast uh, next week and uh, producing it all from start to finish, uh, kind of having all of those tech skills and experience. But I would love to increase my knowledge even more with your support. Um Raj we've had a wonderful introduction from yourself so I will ably hand the mic over to Cassia to give us an introduction.
4: Hi hi everyone. Thank you Lou and nice to connect with you. My name is Cassia and uh I'm from Brazil. Came to United States 21 years ago at age 38 and um I'm starting over, um, learning everything. Try to learn something, know everything, because I, I, we, I believe we never, you never learn everything. It's always something to learn, and um, and here I am, and I connect with Tide, with this. Oh my God, it's very, very nice person, always there uh, for any question that I have. And also Reggie, Reg, I we spoke uh, before. And Mr. B, we are in the same master class uh, with Brittany. Uh, nice to see you over here. And um and here I am. And I have a question regarding the subject in this room today about uh sorry, And uh what do you what do you think about um I I think I sometimes and now it's getting worse. But I think it's just because I have it try I have knocked so many doors and try to to get in somewhere and um and just I I'm not getting anywhere. Um I don't think it's it's about to be um it's something that comes from outside and and hit you or something that is in inside, and for some reason just uh, you just don't don't get anything done. So uh, this is my question, and thank you. Very nice to meet you, Lou, and hi for everybody's in the room.
1: Thank you, Cassia. Thank you so much. What a wonderful question. You know, one of the things that came up for me when you said you were knocking on all these doors. Uh The question came up, and I was like why why is Cassia not opening these doors and stepping through them? You know, kind of understanding that there's a there's a different um concept to some of the language that we use that may be holding us back or keeping us in that procrastination state so that's that was my heartfelt feedback, you know, knocking on the doors, why you know kind of shift it towards you know opening those doors and stepping through them. Um, and maybe that might make some some kind of impact for you Kessia but thank you so much for that introduction Debbie Debbie is a wonderful friend of mine uh, who has been supporting me she is a tech investor and I would love you to give uh, an introduction Debbie Thank you so much Lou
5: and I love being in these rooms especially where you are Lou because I always learn some extra tech tips because even though I am a tech investor, I am also um, a person that believes in high tech as well as high, high, a high touch in business and also life. I believe if that we can find a balance there, uh, then we can make magic. So thanks for that introduction, Lou. I am also really pleased to be in here with Raja again. I know Raja was in our room yesterday and that was absolutely fabulous, love to meet you Rose so thank you very much for connecting me um, this evening into this room and also I love the vibration frequency that you were speaking at Tate, that was fabulous you know when you were introducing the room as well as yourself still a uh, little feedback for you Phil. I'm not sure if you know but your, by your Instagram um, doesn't seem to be working, your connection there, and or maybe it's because you've got nothing on your Instagram. I'm not really sure there, but I have connected with you on Twitter, so I'm following you on there already, so thank you. I'm in here because I would love to learn more about uh, the billion-dollar mind, as I myself have created multi-million-dollar businesses and affiliated and collaborated with a lot of billion-dollar companies uh, like Lou, because that's the I think uh, serendipity <laughs> that happened between Lou and I, and that, and that was that uh, my father was one of the first Honda scooter uh, franchise owners in the United Kingdom in the early sixties, and was uh, for many decades. And growing up around uh, my dad working in a, working with Honda and the franchise and expanding those over East London and into the overspill of Essex uh, during the 60s, 70s and 80s and uh, the motor car industry too, as well as commercial vehicles. And so when Lou and I met and she told me she'd spent 10 years with a Honda, yeah, they're definitely a company that uh, in their day were definitely heart-centred sales. And I love what you were sharing, Tate. I don't know who runs this heart-centred sales, um, I believe, coaching you were talking about but perhaps you could repeat that because that's when I came into the room I'd love to hear more about that and about the billion dollar minds that uh, we are attracting to be around us and uh, wanting so that we can I believe make a difference not just on the in the world today but on the you know on the planet and also reading on one of your profiles I believe if I'm not mistaken it was um was it on yours, Beach? Yes, I believe it was. Um, I feel very aligned with uh what you've got on your profile too, because I was turning over billions in the um orthopaedic and therapeutic bedding business and I believe you talk about sleeping better. So that would be very interesting to have a conversation with yourself and hear more about yourself. And so I feel very complete in this room. I think it's a beautiful room. I love these little small rooms to come in and share and meet people and uh, yeah thank you so much uh, for inviting me and thank you so much Lou uh, for introducing me so I feel very complete I would like to hand the microphone back to you Lou thank you.
1: You are most welcome Debbie. Kate, um would you like to connect offline with Debbie or can you contribute any further about the connection you made about Heart Centre Sales? Absolutely. I will connect with you, Debbie, offline. But I
0: want to let you know, Debbie, that the mastermind member who is doing heart-centered sales is none other than Lissa Scott. And Lissa Scott uh, is doing heart-centered sales. And I'm with you.
1: Fabulous! Thank you so, mate. So much, Tate. I, we kind of lost you at the end of that, but um... I'm so
0: sorry. You know, actually, I had a phone call that came in right at the right time. So it's like funny how the, uh, I call it like my higher power, entre- my higher entrepreneur power shows up and tells me to stop talking when I'm talking too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Tate. Thank you. I just want to remind everyone here that we are in the billion Dollar Growth New Media Collective. And this evening, we uh, have a fabulous topic about feeling stuck and deflating that procrastination. Um, and we, we have Beat and R on stage. We're doing some brief introductions. Uh, we are recording this room. Phil is our podcast superstar. And uh, Beat, I'd love to hand the mic to you.
6: Good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Tate, for challenging me or calling me on again. Um uh, I, I was in another room. <laughs> okay, um, thank you so much. Uh, and and thank you Cassia for recognizing me with uh, the amazing energetic uh Brittany. Quite amazing lady. Um actually I looked at the um the an uh, on, on, on angel on in the audience and I would encourage Angel to come up. Believe me, you have a wonderful bio. If you like to do that, please. It um, would be great. Okay. Anyhow, um, what, what can I say about procrastination? I think there is nobody who's never procrastinated. Even if even people are on the very top, wherever they are, they have challenges and and uh, something came up or being being kind of uh, distracted or something or or they've been filled with fear. A taint of fear can help you not to do what you want to do. Am I right?
1: This is absolutely correct. And we will talk a little bit about fear. Um, You know, whether we have a fear of something that is, um, you know, kind of keeping us stuck, um, you know, something that's quite negative or whether it's a fear of success. And and our future, but um first, I would really love to hear from R if that's possible.
2: No need. Oh, there we go. Can y'all hear me all right? You can just click if you got. Oh, cool. uh oh, Appreciate you a lot. Hey, good um, evening, everyone. Um, I hope y'all had a good day. Uh, and thinking about the fascination i definitely dealt with it in my life, um, various stages school, and beyond that. Um, and I think what you were saying beats for fear, um, a times fear, judgment, fear, projection, um, you know, all those things definitely play the factor in life. And I've seen it happen with friends as well. And it's funny. There's been times where I've, you know, I've, I've coached my friends out of fear of being themselves or just going for a particular job or position, and you know they'll look at me and say, why aren't you doing this and, like I think a lot of that was often me procrastination uh me applying procrastination to my own profession. um but uh you know now as I look at things, it's just more so about getting out to do it you know and i made a I took a leap of faith in coming to uh Tennessee. And life has been nothing short but a remake, uh, since I took that leap of faith. And that was literally just me getting out, you know, while I was in North Carolina and saying, hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, and things just continue to manifest. So, um, I see procrastination as a, as it can be a, uh, guess a, a result of of fear and precaution at times, just for folks attempting to make smarter moves. I know I've been in that state. But at the same times, when it's usually just some overthinking, you know, um, not trusting your gut. Uh, for the most part, from what I've come to understand, you know, in the short time that I've been but But uh, you know, I, I look for everything now. It's like trusting your gut now. It just allows you to apply that energy a little differently uh, You know, I just. Not worrying about it so much is probably the biggest thing to keep you from procrastinating. Um, but that's, that's my take on it. I and the
1: microphone is that. Oh, I absolutely love that. Taking a leap of faith. You know how many times has each of us taken that leap of faith and um, you know found success and found something more energetic, um, kind of facing us. Or how many times have we not taken that leap of faith and felt some feeling of regret? You know, I know, you know that there have been a few times in my life where, you know, I have I have regretted not stepping forward and taking steps to, you know, fulfil that gut feeling that we have. Now, Tate and I had a conversation about uh, this room yesterday, and uh, I I quoted. Um, him uh, and Nelson Mandela famously quoted Marianne William- Williamson our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that we are most that most frightens us now that's an incredibly powerful um kind of statement and quote you know for me you know it's it, really not in general the darkness that scares me um, you know it kind of in a, in a tangible way you know going out in the dark you know I don't have the fears that surround me in my physical world it, it's that fear of the light it's the fear of success that's always held me back and kept me in that procrastination state and I'd love to hear from anyone else that has either found procrastination um, in their darkness state or in their lightness state I'd love to um, you know have some mic flashes and, and hear from some of you Debbie I would love you to contribute I love your share there
5: Lou and I so get you that the fear of success uh, keeps, keeps you back in that procrastination state because it has me too because of certain things that have happened in my life that have been quite traumatic at the time I have felt that and not just felt but I know that I procrastinated because of the fear of success rather than the fear of failure and that so was lovely of you to share that Lou so thank you for that and I so get you that's probably why we seem to have uh, been able to tune in on that frequency and vibration together because uh, we perhaps have so many similarities like what we're just hearing and sharing here and now so thank you for sharing that Lou and I feel very complete thank you very much Lou and I'll hand it back to you
1: thank you Debbie I think you know we we all find something to connect with each other with you know it may not be the same thing and there may still be you know some heart or some, some energetic connection between us um Tate at the beginning of this uh, room um, kind of reminded me that uh, obviously I, not obviously, forgive me, um, part of my Honda career led me to be in control of very fast engines and machines. And one of my passions as a child um, was to be in a powerboat racing around the south coast of England. Um, And I had the opportunity whilst working for Honda to take part in time trials to be in a powerboat race team. Now, it was the most scariest thing, and I almost didn't go forward and pursue my dream because I was absolutely petrified of being on water. Now, this bit I know Tate doesn't know. And I've forgotten myself because we often, um, you know, use the, the mind and the memory to block out things that we don't wish to continue to remember but I remember being stood on the deck and uh, in my life jacket about to step into the boat and I was completely wobbling you know how many times have we felt a wobble when moving towards some possible change and, and uh, kind of improvement in our lives but uh, there I was stepping into this boat absolutely petrified shaking in the cold wet weather of England and you know I took the engine and raced my lap around the water and uh, whilst I thought it would be smooth and wonderful you know I was met by a huge car transporter uh, across the water that was producing so much wash and then on my second lap, there was, a, there was another big boat or ship channeling through this water and yet again hitting those hard waves. Now, that didn't stop me. That just didn't stop me. I kept going. And how many, how many times can any of us relate to those really hard knocks, that experience where, you know, maybe, you know, for me, there were tears running down my face. And I kind of want to laugh now because it was, you know, it's bringing back so many memories. But the tears are running down my face thinking, how am I going to continue doing this? It's so painful. But I did. And I kept going. And whilst I wasn't in that racing seat for the series, I ended up managing the whole team. Managing the training, the marketing, the budget, uh, all the suppliers and investors, designing the boat and the race suits. And just being out with the team training every weekend until the race season started. And that's, you know, for me, breaking through, through the pain and through the anguish and fear um, to kind of, you know, literally deflate that procrastination. You know, I'd, I'd seen that dream as a child, as a three or four year old. And it took me until the age of 30 something to actually achieve that. And you know, how much quicker can we bring some of those dreams closer to us right now? You know, is there any opportunity that any of your dreams, the ones you've been procrastinating about can be brought forward and we can speed up that progress and success in our lives? Kate, I need a pause. I am energetically energized. <laughs>
0: wow, Lou! Thank you for bringing up breakthrough. <laughs> breakthrough, Lou. <laughs> Breaking through. Hmm. Break down or break through. A mindset activity, isn't it? And what's very, very poignant about this topic is that procrastination doesn't mean we're lazy. Uh, in fact, it means complete opposite. It's very difficult to procrastinate. It takes so much more energy for our human mind to be negative than to be positive. Uh, when we smile, we use a lot less muscles more efficiently producing uh, you know neurotransmitters that make us happy. And when we frown, we're actually using more energy. Countless times and time again, um, neuroscientists have proven that negativity takes a lot more energy than positivity. So this is such a beautiful topic. And I do want to, as we're at the bottom of the half hour, um, I want to just, again, welcome everyone to the New Media Collective on Clubhouse. We are broadcasting to our podcast, Billion Dollar Minds here from Clubhouse, and I'm grateful to have all of you joining us here today. The New Media Collective is you, and it is a conscious group of entrepreneurs online who are looking for lifetime connections and networking, as well as a beautiful learning community, too. So thank you so much, Lou, for being our Lead moderator today, I'm so honored and grateful to you for being here and doing so today. I want to just return to the breakthrough. What happens when we break through is that we almost, they they use the term glass ceiling to to describe uh, women in business um, and being able to break through the glass ceiling. And it may not just be women in business, but anyone who's been marginalized in life and gone through that suffering uh the suffering is where the real glue I think of success comes from. And uh name one person on stage here that hasn't suffered and I will eat my foot. <laughs> uh it's suffering brings us closer, I think, to the goal. And breaking through is what procrastination, like what's the what is that uh, I know procrastination is just a really basic word for something deeper. And so uh, I see that our amazing uh, our amazing communications expert and health and fitness coach, Zavi D., has entered our stage and our beloved Mastermind member, too. And I do want to just hand the mic to Zavi Donabedian, um to stoke up the room just a little bit welcome back from your vacation i've loved the pictures and it's good to have you back my friend thank you tate i am uh, honored and excited to be here thank you for uh, holding space
2: while i was out west in national parks camping checking out the stars that you don't get to
0: see in an urban setting and just really having a blast all around with my girlfriend lissa Uh, But also, this was educational, so I got the chance to study at the Czech Institute for Integrated Movement Science Level 3, really powerful course all about spinal pathology and working from a rehabilitative perspective of clients, so I'm feeling educated and stoked. Uh, Just grateful to be here, and uh, Tate, thank you for having me on stage. You're welcome, Zavi D. It's so great to have you back. And so, uh, Lou, I'm going to hand the microphone back over to you, my friend, as we are continuing our conversation on, are you feeling stuck? Deflate procrastination.
1: Thank you very much, Kate. Now, we all are able to start something new, but how many of you are able to keep going? How many of you are able to see your pursuit? through to the end and do you visualise what the end goal is going to be or do you take everything step by step and work through things very calmly and clearly? Now I'd love to hear from anyone that has experienced you know, the, the kind of darkness or the lightness in their breaking through procrastination. Or someone that has been able to keep going through, you know, trials and tribulations of life to achieve their their end goal and uh, achievement. Raj, I see you flashing your mic. Please
3: contribute. Thank you, Lou. Um, so uh, procrastination. Um, there's been there's been many situations that I've been in. Um, I would say in the last um few years, I'm not gonna say how long <laughs> because I'll give my age away. Um so um so I've had I've had a lot of situations where um personal and business where um like in the nineteen nineties the recession hit as you're probably aware. My father lost his house, you know, and there was no income coming in. And there was really dark times and we were like, where's our, where's our next meal coming from? Um, are we going to get kicked out by the landlords because incomes were dropping? Um, there was It was really, really tough. you know. My father had to sell up. Um, my, my father in the 80s had the three um, three Mercedes, the three Mercs, And he had to sell up all of his cars. My mom had to sell some of her jewelry, her gold you know, just to get the money together so that we can save our house. But obviously the the economy at the time was so bad and the bank that came in just um, took the house. You know, there was no nonsense attitude, right? So um, we then struggled for 15 years up until the point in 2005 when we hit a bit of daylight, you know. But um, the thing was that we still um, carried on, and the idea was that we wanted to have an end goal. Now me and my siblings, so I've got two younger sisters, I'm the oldest out of three siblings, right? So we had this in our mind that my parents were reaching their fifties. Okay, and it was like um my father wasn't gonna get a mortgage and it was like my sisters were like, What are we gonna do? So I was like, Listen, I'm the oldest, right? And we were pulled together as siblings and we were pulled together as a family and we will basically give our parents their their home back. You know, and I was saying to Tate about it was probably about two, maybe three weeks ago where um, more recently um, we are in a much better position. However, like 2005 is when we brought the house up living in now because we put together as a family. Now, my journey comes from like um, I was a nobody. I was a dropout in school, I wasn't, I'm not really academically educated. However, I'm really quick at picking up on knowledge. I'm really quick at learning stuff, reading, watching stuff, you know, and that's how I've set up my agency. You know, I've got a record label now. I'm really fortunate to be in a position where I've got a lovely home um, and um, we've got a nice car, you know, i have got money in the bank and I've got a thriving business, you know, but it's not come through learning from where I was to where I am now. And yes, I have delayed certain things. Like for example, <laughs> I'm still delaying it. And I don't know why. Is um, 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 driving right now. That's the one thing in my life that left for me to do um, is to drive a car. And I don't have a license, but I know have to drive a car. And that is pro- procrastinating. And I'm uh, and, and I brought it down to um, laziness. You know, so I can't get myself motivated to do any education because I feel I dropped out of college or school for a reason. You know, and I'm in a position now where I totally educate myself and this is going to benefit me financially. You know, I know that a car will give me um, gives me freedom. And I was just saying to Tate about two, maybe three weeks ago that we bought my father a X5 for Father's Day. You know, so me and my sisters got together, we put some money together and we bought my father a car. You know, we bought our parents their house back. You know, so we're in a position now that we're, we can we can do things, but it's not come through trials and tribulations. It's not come through being in dark spaces, you know, and it's not come through, um, it's not come from just being handed it on a, on a silver platter. We've had to work our butts off, had to work our ass off, you know, to get to where we've got to. Now, I, as I keep saying to you every week, right, that there is, um, that there is um, an, an announcement that I want to make. And this announcement is going to be prominently coming in the next few weeks because i just had one of the um uh the um the companies um, um give me a proof of something like today it's just gone through and i've proofed it and it's going to be announced in the coming weeks and i can't wait to announce it and this is what i'm saying that basically like where we were to where i am now it's it's light and day you know, and the trajectory is going up and it's not coming down because I've learned from that, you know, and really the family have learned from it. So um, the only thing I, I'm actually, actually delaying is actually driving. And I know at some point that will get done. But I know that if I manifest it and if I write it down and I'll say I want to do it, it will happen at some point. But I, it's just, that. Well, I just put it down to laziness if I'm honest. Um, I'll pass it back to you, Luke.
1: Oh, I love it, Raj. I love it. Um, now, I again, yesterday I was chatting with Tate and uh, a phrase that he's partly heard of was JSDI, which is just a thing, do it. Raj, just do it. Write it down. Make these things happen. You know, who knows what could happen if you take those steps? And it sounds like you achieved some amazing things through persistence and just showing up every day and you know what you've been doing just sounds incredible and uh you know i uh, i don't know you very well but i feel incredibly proud for you hey raj uh, and uh you know it's just you know what a wonderful life that you're living and
3: experiencing just get that driving license? <laughs> Most, 100%. Uh, and the funny thing is, I hate relying on people, and I just need to get, because the thing is, I'm an artist as well, I'm a music producer, right? And the thing is, I've had um, experiences where people have done me for money, and the reason, if you look at my bio, I give 100% of income back to artists, and it's the same reason, because my experience, I've, I've been in a position where I've been done with a lot of money, right? And I've done, all, I've been done over a lot of money. I've learned, and then what I've done is I've set up a business. Now, I mean, I, I was on the verge of having a, a very successful record label. The branding was correct. My track came out under that label, my debut single. That is, and what happened was the guy who actually set up the label for me. It was under another PR company. I got done for fifty percent of the share of the company. So he kicked me out of the company, right? And so I lost out on 50% of the share of the, of the organization and any um, income that's coming from it. Um, I didn't see any income coming into my pocket, right? And secondly, um, the record label that he had gifted me in inverted commerce was taken back and I lost out on two, two and a half grand there. You know, so I learned from it and I set up audio replay in 2016 and the idea was to give back artists 100% of income because I lost out on income. You know, so from my experiences, I'm giving the money back to artists. However, what I did was that I reinvested in myself in terms of studio. I had quality music videos. I had um, a good product. You know, I spent money on PR or marketing, and then I didn't get the investment back because there are there are people out there that are leeches. You know, people out there that will screw you over. You know, there are people that will backstab you, and and I found out the hard way. So my agency and my label are here to protect artists and give them a benchmark to release music and also to make money through different avenues, you know, and make that hundred percent of income back in your pocket. So I, make my, I make my money through my PR. You know, so I, if an artist comes to me and says, I want to I be on radio, TV and the press, that's PR. And that's what I will charge for, you know, and I'll also charge for social media marketing. And I will charge for my PR services, my marketing services, but what I won't take is the artist's income. So that is duly theirs because they've invested in themselves. You see, so it kind of like, I believe, right, is um, in karma, you know, so whatever you do, it comes back twofold or fivefold. So I don't want to mess anyone around, and I hope nobody misses me around going forward. Back to you, I'm going to shut up now.
1: Well, before you do, Raj, uh, I do want to know that you're going to be taking some action to get this driving license tomorrow. I just want to bring it back home.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, I need to get the app. I I, I need to get the latest uh, DVLA app, and um, I'm going to download that, and I'm going to revise and I do want to pass my driving, because I'm going to drive that goddamn X5. It's an amazing car. If you see it, you'd be amazed why I'm not driving.
1: <laughs> you know,
3: so I do want Raj. to get my on the wheel. You, you've got 15 minutes before the end of this podcast to
1: download that app. I'm so going to hear back <laughs> from you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. okay, okay. Public service announcement. Anyone within 15 kilometers oh. of Raj? Off the sidewalk while he is getting his (laughs) (laughs)
3: license. Actually, my instructor said, "I'm a very good driver. Why don't I goddamn get my license? You know, so I'm going to get on it. I am going to get on it." It's just been. I think that for me, there are other priorities that I've taken um, taken more kind of like um, in the forefront. But um, getting a car, I mean, I could still get around in London transport you know but if I need to get from let's say London to Birmingham obviously I can't so I do need to I do need to have that as a as an asset as I call it you know so yeah back to you Lou.
1: thank you you've got 14 minutes we'll hear back from you in that time <laughs> thank you <laughs> JFDI Raj, JFDI. Um, I'd just like to welcome Joffrey, uh, and others to the room. Um, we are recording this evening, and this is the Billion Dollar Growth at New Media Collective, and we are discussing procrastination. Um, are you feeling stuck? And how can you deflate procrastination to move forward? This is such a wonderful space. I feel really honored to be here and uh, be the lead moderator in this dream this evening. We are you know we're you know just kind of focusing back on you know whether we start something new or how we keep going and you know whether you're a or finisher now part of my time um during Honda was understanding. Kind of personalities and uh, different uh, individuals within the business. Um, I am actually a qualified MBTI practitioner, and that is Myers Briggs Type Indicator. Um, so there are sixteen different preferences, which you you know everyone in the uh, universe has one preference. It, it depends how clear they are right now about that particular preference but following on from that you know there are lots of conflicts and achievements that each and every one of us have in our lives and to focus on you know whether we are a complete finisher or whether we are procrastinator you know i really love the point that kate brought up that laziness is not part of procrastination and I'd love to allow him to explain more eloquently that particular concept.
0: Oh, absolutely, Lou. Uh, you know, it's come up a lot in my coaching sessions with clients as well as uh, in my own life. But, you know, procrastinating takes energy to sit in a frozen silence It means like all of the molecules of my body are just vibrating at some frequency of like anger or frustration. Uh, Being stuck is not easy. And a few things that I've learned from clients along the way, and particularly, you know, this last week in the 30-day accelerator that I'm running that we actually call Exonerate Online. uh, And For those of you who don't know, exonerate is to relieve yourself or others of some pain. And it's used oftentimes, uh, you know, they were exonerated for that crime, but more lightly and within, you know, entrepreneurship, we were exonerated from all of that perfectionism or all of that over analysis. And here are some things that recently were said is that, uh, you know, starting something new and feeling as though they are not able to see something through. And these are just sort of market research pieces uh, within the community. Another one is, um, another person said first impressions and how uh, this person felt they weren't a very social person. So they didn't know how to make a first contact. And so procrastination used as armor or deflection Uh, Another said over analysis, being too hard on yourself. Um, My mom uh, oftentimes refers to the artwork that she's done in the past. She used to be a toll painter, which is, you know, you trace this immaculately detailed design and paint it almost to look like a painting. And she squeezed herself out of her art because um, of her perfectionism. Whereas, you know, in, in order to break through, maybe she could have just shifted over and done something like watercolor or abstract art. Um, here's another one. Someone mentioned this, creating mindfulness and that, quote, that white space. Interesting. You know, that white space of being in connection with our own awareness. Um, and I have some beautiful meditations that I actually put on a playlist on the uh, new Media Collective, a uh, brand new YouTube channel. And I have a playlist in there that is Exonerate, uh, 30 Day Accelerator. I think it's accessible to all. If not, I'll make it so. Um, but some meditation teachers like Muji and um, e- listening to Eckhart Tolle uh, or Bob Proctor talk about that awareness behind Ourselves. And that gets pretty deep in everything. Uh, here's another one self doubt, marketing yourself. You know, self doubt is big amongst entrepreneurs. Um, all of these limiting beliefs stop us from getting clients, attracting people so that we can serve our value. And let me just end my little segment with this my, my medita- med- meditation, my mentor dropped this bomb on me the other day. Um, and uh, he said, uh, This meant my mentor dropped the bomb in, in saying um, that, you know, procrastination, here's the deal. We're in our own way. If I can get out of my own way, then I can do all of the things to attract those people to me who will then benefit from what I have to offer. Now, that's not ego speaking. What if I had the solution to cancer? I don't, by the way, but what if I did? And what if I then kept that to myself? How rude of me. You know, how absolutely uh, uh, unfortunate that I would hold something back that would help so many other people. What if Albert Einstein held back the theory of relativity what if thomas edison held back the incandescent light bulb um so to be able to offer value out i also have to be self-aware enough to be self uh uh, self-confident and that's part of what you know our topic is is procrastination exonerate yourself and move you know uh jf uh jfdi i I think it is right just fucking do it just fucking do it pardon my french everybody but i'm going to say that once, and and that's important to do when we then have um when we then have uh the tools to access the higher self or that awareness behind ourselves that is that uh you know almost kind of magical substance um, that comes through. Um, and so I am very curious in how this affects a uh, an artist, uh, a musician. And I see that Joffrey is up on stage with us. And, you know, Joffrey, when it comes to procrastination and your singing and songwriting, uh, how do you deflate your procrastination, my friend? Thank you, Tate. Um, It's kind of funny because in the uh, music community, we're always talking about how everyone has all these unfinished songs, and sometimes you just never get back to them because because of perfectionism and because of procrastination. So um, I came up with this little trick. I don't need to use it anymore, but um, it's a, a kind of a psychology trick. I would give myself so many unnecessary things to do to overwhelm myself that I would end up doing the thing I needed to do so I felt that I felt that's kind of helped in the past
2: oh wow that really hours. hit
0: home
2: wow yeah that really hit home
0: hi hi I want to hand the mic
2: to you you had something to say I don't know. I was just thinking reverse psychology, and I just don't so have to be tapping my mic for what he said. I've got, you know, I've got a couple of songs, I've got a couple of poems, but I've just kind of put like oh, I'm gonna finish this here because I'll get I'll get stuck in a point where uh, the thought just stops, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh man, it's been three weeks. I'm supposed to finish this song or finish this poem? Um, like it it happens from time to time. So, John, I completely get that. Um, but I, I like the idea. Giving yourself uh, so many other things that don't necessarily matter to that, where you actually start to uh, prioritize finishing that, uh, that piece.
0: So um, that's a, that's pretty good, right there. Right there. That's put a Joffrey, you have anything to respond? Well, I'm gl- I'm just glad it resonates with somebody because I've uh, I've often talked to um, people physically about things like this and. I
2: think they just think I'm nuts. (laughs)
0: Well, you you know, we're all a little nuts for being entrepreneurs, uh, right? (laughs) You know, I I guess you kind of have to be. Exactly. You do. You really have to, to be the mad scientist of business. Uh, And so that's the beautiful thing about being here now is that we have a safe and uh, uh, you know, a a wonderful community of other people who are going through the same or similar circumstances. And so I do see here that Peter has come up onto the stage, and I wanted to welcome Peter up on stage. Peter is actually in my 30-day accelerator, and I would love to hear anything that you have to say on this topic of feeling stuck and deflating procrastination, my friend. Welcome to the stage.
7: Thank you very much, Tate. Um, as Tate, state. My name is Peter, and I'm very happy to be among these great friends. I've been following the conversation since I joined, and I do like what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Um, I just wanted to contribute to the conversation. Um, so, for me, my experience, I'm one of those guys who gets excited very quickly. I'm an entrepreneur, and um, whenever there's an idea that comes along, I'm usually the first person to to jump into it. But that doesn't mean that I haven't suffered uh, procrastination. So currently, I do have a coffee business that I started this year uh, after procrastinating for a very long period of time. And not that I wasn't doing anything about it, but I spent too much time, you know, thinking on when is the right time to start. And um I wish I could have just, you know, dived into it um and started a little bit early because what I realized is that most of the lessons come to you while you're doing whatever you're doing. It's just like people are visual. So you can spend a whole hour explaining um, an architectural diagram to somebody, but until they see it, that's when they start resonating with it. But here's another angle: me being, um, you know, that person who kind of hits the ground running very quickly without, you know, assessing so many factors that uh, everybody advises you to do. You know, observing the risks and starting with the, you know, the end result before you even start thinking about laying the foundation which goes two ways. So I was always wondering, why do people take so long before you know they warm up to, to something? Yes, everybody's saying it's a great idea or this is a great um, endeavor that uh, we are talking about, but I did realize that risk and uh, the failure, uh, the, the the fear to fail plays a very big role. And sometimes past experiences also come to haunt a lot of people. And um, what I've been doing is because I've also failed and I've also had a lot of successes without overthinking stuff, right? It's good to always balance, um, look at your past, see where you failed, capitalize on your failure and uh, on the lessons that you learned and then very quickly dust off, um, dust yourself off and then hit the ground running. Because if we continue procrastinating and thinking about, oh, what if I tried this? I told so many people, I told my families, I told my circle of friends that I was going to do this, and then it failed, and then now I have to go back and tell them that I'm trying something different. But majority of the people who succeed in life, especially entrepreneurs, they will tell you that they have failed so many times, but what counted is how how fast they dusted themselves off and hit the ground running with you know a new idea so
1: thank you so much peter i really appreciate your contribution we are approaching the very end of our hour and we'd love to hear from you the next time we show up in the billion dollar growth new media collective i would like to leave you with one very short thought and that is What percentage of think, feel and do do you use when you're working on a project? How much do you think, how much do you feel and how much do you do? Can you extend the percentage of the do to maybe 90% or do you need to continue to extend the think and feel before you take action? I'd just like to thank you all for being here in this room this evening. It's been my absolute pleasure to be here leading this discussion with the support of Tate and all of your contributions. I am so grateful and heartfelt thanks to you all. Tate, I'd love to hand back for to wrap up the room.
0: Thank you, Lou, the tech guru from Tech Tips with Lou Room here on Clubhouse. You can visit her on, I believe, Mondays. Is that right, Monday? You do your own clubhouse room
1: That is correct. 9 p.m. BST, uh, uh, Tech Tips with Lou on a Monday, uh, as well as Instagram Live on a Tuesday and Thursday. Everything beginning with a T. So uh, that's my tagline. (laughs) We're here to
0: support and to um, model abundance for good. Hashtag abundance for good, you know? That's the real uh, crux of all of this conversation. And my hope is that when you came into this room and at this point, while we say parting words to each other, that you are in a new state of feeling, of thinking, doing, feeling a new vibration. And I want to thank all that are on stage here in the New Media Collective Clubhouse Room and out there on the airwaves I want to thank all of you listening to the Billion Dollar Mind podcast. Uh, this is not a team of one. This is a team of many. And as we grow our New Media Collective, we're available to you on Facebook. We have a private group called the New Media Collective. You can request to join. Um, it's an email address, and then you're in, and it's accessible to all. We also have several other um, social media platforms but if you're interested visit my instagram at billion dollar all one word and the bio is uh, the link so again lou tamlet thank you for doing an amazing job today
1: thank you so much i also want to congratulate raj for downloading the dvla app before the end of our podcast well done raj we'd love to hear you and see you on the road very soon Stay <laughs> off the
0: sidewalk. Getting <laughs> Raj. Yes, thank you, everybody. And recall and remember throughout the rest of your day that abundance is here for us and here for good. And so each and every one of you on stage and off stage in the back rows all the way through, I want to thank you for your being here today. And uh, as we exit this room today, um, it's always a beautiful thing when people. Just kind of say goodbye and well wishes to each other. So I'm going to be ending the room now in five,
3: four. Take care, guys. Take
4: thank care. So Bye. Thank Have a day. Bye, Have mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. thank you.